the views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect the views of the Carolinas GCSA or the show sponsors. You are listening to Pullin' Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association, brought to you by Simplot, a forward-thinking company committed to bringing next-level innovation and solutions to turf managers from coast to coast. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Tim Krieger. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Pulling Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association, brought to you by Simplot. I am Alan Knight, joined today by Campbell Cox. Campbell, how are you? I'm doing well, Alan. I'm uh, up here in Raleigh. We're expecting snow this weekend, so we're people are kind of batting down the hatches for that. You know how we overreact in the south to snow. So. There, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. I went through that last weekend, and everybody overreacted, so. Yeah, we've had three good snows this year already. That's more than probably the last two years combined. So it's been it's been great for the kids, and yes. it's kind of been funny the way it's been timed out. It's all been over the weekend. So it's, you know, kids haven't missed any school and yep. all those things. And get to play in it, stay up too late, playing in it when it comes down. Exactly right. Not hey, a... Alan, I got, a, uh, I got a question for you. Okay. You come from a musical background, right? I mean, somebody in your somebody in your family was a musician, right? Yeah, my my dad was, and uh, I'm, I play guitar and all that stuff too, and I enjoy music. Well, what you what you got? You you enjoy country music? Yes, I do very much. You, you're on the road a lot. You ever you just ever out there, and you hear that song that just kind of it just fills you up. You know, you got that that vibe going, that yeah. energy going. That, oh yeah. That, that happened to me the other day while listening to Zach Brown. He okay. just, that guy just gets me going, man. Yeah. I don't know what it is. What is, what is your favorite Zach Brown song? <clears throat> so I hate, I have to admit this. I think the only Zach Brown song I even know of is chicken fried. That's one. That's right. That's the only song, you know, I know he, he had, I mean, I, if I heard his voice, I could pick him out and tell you that's him singing more than likely, but I couldn't, if, if my life was on the line, that's the only song I could name right this second. Alan, this guy has probably put out more hit songs in the last six or seven years than any musician on the planet. And you know one song. Yes. And and when we say country music, I'm about 1985 and earlier. <laughs> so Okay. Fair. Fair. Yeah. But here, here's what we're going to do, because a lot of our uh, listeners absolutely adore zach brown band so i'm gonna put a little homework assignment on you okay 10-4 what we what we're doing here what do i have to do between now and the next time we get on the air yeah i'm gonna challenge you to listen to one or two of zach brown's albums and the next time we get on the, the get on the air i'm gonna ask you the exact same question what is your favorite zach brown song and hopefully you'll be able to rattle off one or two that you know that are able to speak to you is that well, fair yeah no that's good that's good i'll uh, awesome. i'm sure there'll be something on there i like him he's certainly got talent don't get me wrong it's just i don't dial him up on the itunes so to speak it's funny because when you ask people about him they just say you know he's, he plays great music but his shows are even more incredible so he's he puts on a heck of a live show he does give off a good energy i'll definitely give him that so so, but I'm yeah, more of a Jamie Johnson. Do you know? You ever heard of Jamie Johnson? Oh yeah, man. Okay. Jamie Johnson is fantastic. Sturgill he is Simpson. really good. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm that. That speaks to me too. Man. We could. I love uh, that we could end up the whole rabbit hole. So let's let's get back Absolutely. to business, if you don't mind. Yes, sir. Uh, all right, my man. So what 
what is the big scuttlebutt around Simplot? What's everybody talking about this year? Well, right now, I would say, Alan, that um, the topic du jour, I would definitely say, is fertilizer pricing. Yep. You know, prices Scuttlebutt may have been the wrong word. I just, yeah. No, no, I know. Uh, I hear you. Okay. Yeah. The, okay. I, no, I hear you. The, the topic du jour is probably, you know, supply of of certain products and and the price and the price of fertilizer and it's challenging in our market and we're obviously trying to work with our customers uh, on solutions to those challenges but um as as equally as challenging as it is for a golf course superintendent it's going to be equally as challenging on our wallet when we go to the grocery store you know oh I, yeah i feel that squeeze yeah. my man definitely and we could we could probably spend an hour plus podcasts on the reasons uh, for all of the fertilizer increases and the higher pricing this year, but it's a, it's a very complex situation. You know, I mean, you got global political pressure that is banning exports from some um, companies. You have some companies that are, or some countries that are net net exporters of certain raw materials that are hanging on to their supply to feed, you know, to um, fertilize their own crops this year. You've got, a, a huge rise in natural gas pricing, which is a huge component in making uh, fertilizer raw materials. And so you also have, you know, trucking costs, raw material shortages. It's just, it's, it's kind of a, a complex issue right now that's driving up the price of fertilizer. And we're, uh, as an industry, uh, we're just trying to get through it. I hear you. So uh, they could certainly use the new Greenkeeper app to help you figure it out, I'm sure. Hey, I'm glad you brought up Greenkeeper. That's going to be a, uh, and it might be a good transition, but that's going to be a big thing of what we focus on while we're out in San Diego this year at the GIS. So okay. the, the the Greenkeeper app is going to be a big uh, launch focus and a big fo- focus of our efforts while in San Diego. But so certainly could be an assist in this trying year, you know. Th- there's no question. I mean, the, the, the tool itself is, is going to be good for, things like that to help you monitor and track, you know, what you're putting out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's, there'll be a lot more on that as we begin to launch it at GIS. I hear you. Well, are you, are you going? Yeah. And I've got a new jacket. Oh my gosh. Cannot wait to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to wearing it and I wasn't going to get a matching mask, but I think that'd be too much. So you'll see it, I can... you know, when you see um, it, you'll know. Unbelievable. The, yeah. the the rumor the rumor is you might make an appearance at the Simplot party on Tuesday night at Petco Field. Is that correct? Yeah, not in the jacket, but I am absolutely going to Petco Field to the Simplot deal. Looking forward oh, to it. Oh man. Yep, yep. And for any of the listeners that are listening, man, if anybody wants to go, you you're more than welcome to come by our party. So yep. I've heard I've heard that uh, you know, attendance from the East Coast this year is gonna be pretty low. So uh we're gonna we're gonna send a handful of contingents to to head out there but it, it it's not going to be like we would have if if the show were in orlando that's for sure you know it's the same with the carolinas it's like they do their thing on wednesday night the uh social social hour and uh this year we're teaming up with georgia as well we're going to do a, a unified social deal because oh that's great I think the that's numbers, great there's yeah. there's a lot of synergies between those groups anyway a lot of people know each other and so that'd yeah. be a good that'll be a fun time i'm looking forward to it and uh I, just to warn you i have prepared a slew of new simplot taglines that will be unleashed eventually <laughs> i'm Hope. just impressed you used the word slew oh i got it i got a limited vocabulary but the ones i know are impressive so 
No kidding. My goodness. Alan, thank you so much. Yep. Speaking of impressive, my man, we're going to go ahead and go to Kyle Callahan. I think you'll enjoy this interview. Absolutely. New, new to the area, came from uh, southern Indiana. Yeah. Knew Kyle when he was out there at Victoria National. Place is unbelievable. And uh, he's going to do great things here in the Carolinas. He is. And I, I've never met Kyle, but I, I enjoyed sitting down with him last week. And here you go. Kyle's a smart guy. Alan, thank you so much. This portion of the Pullin' Weeds podcast is brought to you by Simplot Turf and Horticulture. Simplot is a global organization that prides itself in technology and innovation. Whether it's in the food services sector with the recent introduction of the new Sidewinder French Fry, or with the mining of phosphorus to yield products that help control wildfires, or providing you economical and effective product options for managing your turf grass. Simplot is proud to invest its resources into technology and innovation to ensure our market has a bright future with products that you can depend on year after year. Simplot, bringing Earth's resources to life. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome in. Um, February 1st. Kind of excited to be here today. I'm coming back to a place that I've got a lot of history, but that's kind of irrelevant because um, we're here to talk to the man who has taken this place to new heights and um, is kind of helping the industry with some things. So, Without any further ado, and the most well-timed podcast I think we've dropped yet on February 1st, Kyle Callahan, welcome in. How are you, gents? We're well, thank you. How about you today? Um, I'm fantastic. Today was a weigh-in. Saw some positive numbers and and whatnot from the group with the Turf Challenge, and snow's lifted, so we're able to start grinding stumps and put some fur out and keep going. So wait a minute, you just covered like five things all at once, and all we wanted was a hello. All right, let's break them down real quick. So you have brought this weather with you from wherever the hell you came from. Is that absolutely, correct? Absolutely. I'll okay. take it all day. Because you like snow. I love snow. Now, okay, previous course, this is I'm going to show a little ignorance as we walk through this. Victoria National, is that correct? Yes, sir. And that is in Indiana? Yes, sir. Evansville, Indiana. Evansville. There's a college there, right? There is. There's a couple. What's the big one I'm thinking of? Uh, U of E. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, is that where you're from? I'm not. I'm actually from southwest Oklahoma. So what? I've, I've moved all over. All right. So that takes Purdue out of the turf school question I was going to ask you. Oklahoma State all day long. Really? I'm going to go pokes. Yeah. Belt's got to be showing different since you started. Belt, belt is a huge difference. Luckily, luckily I've got one of the, uh, the ratchet belts, so it, it keeps tightening, but it's about time to start cutting the loop off and nice. uh, keep going. Nice. I love the leather ones because you can kind of see the mark where you were. Absolutely. And then when you go over and it sticks out that way on the other <laughs> side of the loop, it's like a pride showing. You know, It's like, look, look. Look at that. It's when it goes the other way. That's when it's like, oh, crap. But then you can hide it, though, so nobody really sees it. You know what I mean? It goes under the belt. So let's talk about the weight loss challenge a little bit then. We'll jump right in. You and Tony. Yep. All right. And for everybody on the Twitter machine, let's get the pronunciation right. Nice. Nice. I'm going to go nice. That's why I'm going to let him go. It is nice. Nice. Okay. He's not nice, but yeah. He said he's not nice. (laughs) But that's spelled N-Y-S-S-E. Tony can be nice. Correct. Yeah. At at times. He's got his moments. Very few. Where is Tony? I've never met Tony. It depends on what day is it. Today he's at Mountain Lake. Okay. So, I think he's marsh. been at four different courses in the last two years. No, I'm just kidding. Is that about right? It's about accurate. He's dude. He's knocking it out of the Florida Park. Good, good. That's all I could say. Is that, that a fair him? statement? I think it's a fair statement. I mean, he's able to follow gigs and money. Okay. You know, like 
relocatable. I tell kids all the time when I go talk to them in college, one of the three things that, to be successful is you've got to be relocatable. Absolutely. Um, you got to be able to follow your passion, your dream. You're not going to grow up in your hometown. So let's take us back then. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay, you grew up there. Yeah. All the way through high school? All the way through high school. So basically, uh, you know, the farm life was part of the part of the life. I, I, I watched storms knock out crops. I saw... Row crops uh, or cattle? Crop. What were y'all wheat, doing? Wheat and black Angus is a big nice. thing. Um, you know, and basically I, I told myself I wasn't going to live my life on a crop. I, okay. I, I was watching uh, my stepfather fight and go through all that with, with family. And usually with family farms and money, it doesn't work out well. And, and I already had siblings, so uh, went to go do business. And once I realized that debits and credits are ass backwards from what I'm used to, then that was... <laughs> Time for a change there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and you learned that in school at least, right? You did. Yeah. Okay, I learned good. that. And, uh, I was going to Midwestern State at the time and then found a golf course that was looking for uh, for some employees and fell in love with it. And next thing I know, I'm at Oklahoma State University on the turf dream. Four-year program? Four-year program. When did you get done? Can we uh, ask? December 2006. Oh, so you are younger than I thought you were. Okay, yeah, perfect. I'm 30, 39. No, 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 that's cool. For some reason, when I heard you tell one of your stories earlier, I was like, man, I can't figure it out, but I'm going to figure it out today. So <laughs> that's nice. It makes me feel better, even older, with a 97 as my story. So anyhow, Alan, yeah, when did you get out of school? 95 was high school. Nice, nice. So, yeah, anyhow, Oklahoma State. Absolutely. Did you intern anywhere special? So I was. I, I interned... I, I was working at Carson Creek. Uh, that that's really where my tournament dream kicked in. Um, you know, one of the very first tournaments that I went to uh, was the first week I started at Carson Creek, and they had the D1 NCAA championship. Uh, following that, I went to Spring Creek Ranch in Collierville, Tennessee. Um, there, again, I, I was able to meet Mr. Plotz. Uh, he had a great impact on me throughout my career as well. Um, I felt like I, I left a good image on him that week that I was there. And, you know, between Scottsdale and whatnot, there was some times that I, I was tempted to, to follow him. But while I was there, we did the St. Jude. That's when I really got to see what a tournament was like. And after that, it was game on. Okay. And so uh, I want to say it was 2004, 2005. Uh, for the first time, Paul B. Latshaw posted uh, with Jake Gargis at Muirfield and said, looking for interns. And so... Flew up there and dress shoes, pants. You know, I, I thought it's going to be quick and easy. I flew up there. Well, I was already there. And so they hired me on the spot. And it's snowing. And I'm in dress shoes thrown out overseed uh, the next day. Jake's <laughs> like, hey, you're here. You're already staying in the cottage for free. Why don't you get to work? So we did the drug test. And it was Man. 28 degrees, Oklahoma boy. And I'm freezing with my bright orange jacket on and, and literally I'm dress shoes that I'm slipping and sliding and we're out throwing overseed and spreading overseed into uh into the, some of the areas I think it was number nine and 15 That's and awesome. then uh about 30 minutes before my flight Jake uh pulled up in the white Silverado and said let's go threw me on the plane and I came back and the rest is history That's awesome man so how long did you stay there then Stayed stayed there until 2009 uh and then I had an opportunity to work for Eric Bauer down at the Woodlands. In Texas. Uh, in Texas. So, so you're going back to warm weather. Went, went back to warm weather. Um, Eric, Eric's awesome. And, you know, he challenged me. He said, you know, 
leaving the top 100 is that really what you're about and i was I, oh yeah yeah I'm, I'm all about it and you know paul kind of paul was pretty stacked at that time i mean scott pavalco who's at bob link matt powell was there myself rich mcintosh who's now at colonial um clay who is is now at uh, idle hour I okay mean, it, it was when i say it was a stack crew it was a stack crew jake gargas was still there lucas lounge who's at aspatuck um i the list can keep on going can you spell three of those last four clubs alan real quick no <laughs> i couldn't even spell i just wanted you to try aspatuck so, <laughs> that's the one i couldn't uh, yeah but yeah went went down there um wouldn't it just I wouldn't say it wasn't the right fit. I just realized that the, the tournament life and the top 100 really was what my aspiration was. And so uh, Jake being one of my mentors, him and I had stayed close contact and Cricket Stick, he moved to Cricket Stick, took that position over. And uh, I saw the 2012 BMW Championship right there in front of my face and we were moving again. Gotcha. And then after uh, 2014, February 14th, I left left the wife to go down to Victoria National, and then she followed about two months behind me. Nice. So you didn't leave her, per se. No, well, per se. She'll argue that. I mean, that was kind of like a dramatic moment there. I was like, hold on a minute. we got to work on our transitions with Kyle here, this podcast. And people can't take that kind of shock driving down the road. So, okay, when did y'all meet? Mary, are you college sweethearts? Uh, no, well. High school? I, Farm I hands? Well, Farm kids? Well, no. It, so basically, she was the landlord at the apartment complex, oh. and, and I always make jokes with the her. old RA story. Yeah, <laughs> you know Craig Harris dated our apartment complex manager too, and he and I were roommates. Um, do we do we dare tell that small world story as to who she is in relation to this club? No, Helen has nothing to do. with Okay, this club. I was thinking of the other one. Never mind. No, this is Florence, South Carolina. I was thinking of Greenville. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, different <laughs> one. All right, moving right along. No, so. I always tell her, you know, uh, I went for free rent for what I thought was going to be a year, and she she got the uh, long end of the, the deal. So nice. She, uh, I I fell in love with her. She she's been my rock, and I couldn't be where I'm at and do what I've done without without her help. And how long have y'all been married? You had to put me on the spot, didn't you? 15, no, I mean it's fifteen least... years. Okay. Yeah, March March of two thousand six. So yeah, fifteen going on sixteen. It's easy. It's when my son was born. I'll be able to tell you how old it is then. Well, it's funny because he's this, March 25th of that year. If the podcast was at my house, I could be able to get the answer because I, I, <laughs> I intentionally put the dates all over the place on sticks and whatever it can be so I can remember dates That's and birthdays. Great. So we, I got great. married on my 30th birthday. I just got to remember how old I am, then I <laughs> subtract 30. That's great. So how long you been married? 14 years. Good for you. Good for you. Yes. We're dropping some ages out here this uh-huh. morning. Okay, kids? Kids, I've got one son. I got a twelve-year-old, and then a stepdaughter who's in Oklahoma right now. Older, older. Yeah, okay, she's twenty, twenty-one. That was pre pre KC. Pre KC. So. That's funny. We had some some BS earlier too. Yeah, before Saeed. <laughs> talking exactly. So, so he's here with Saeed Azandazi. I think I might have said that right for the turf heads out there who may know that name as well. Um, superintendent moved on to general manager. Absolutely. Good egg. Yeah. Good egg. So you've been here at Thornblade since 2019? No. 20. 20. May of 20. Yeah. What year is it? It's 22 now. Yeah. But I've done a lot of work at this club because Tim and I have both spent a lot of time here. Yeah. We've we've cut a few trees out. They they tend to call me the angry beaver around here. Um, But, yeah, we've 
we've started to just really focus on on the details and you know we were very fortunate the club was able to let us uh, seat the HGB program and, and so that really helped a lot so we've done quite a few yards of concrete some stamping uh, we were able to, to really incorporate an airification and, and uh, I think for the first time close the course for a week in August to, to really focus on uh, the conditioning and, and elevating the course and, and it's worked out for us. Is this where we tell people the bad news of what you have in terms of greens grasses? Right. Yeah. Uh, you still got bent. I'm okay oh. with it though. I'm, this is, this is, I'd rather manage three and a half acres of bent grass here than, than 50 plus acres of cool season grass at Victoria National okay. any day. So. Well, and, and I mean, we've had some mild weather, I dare say, since you've been here, but yeah. you've got all the tools that you need, right? I mean, you've got good city water that you get to pull from. <laughs> we I do. Mean, <laughs> it's really good city water. Um, you got fans and houses right next to each other, so the homeowners really love you when you put the fans on. So, I mean, you've got a great combination to grow bent right here, right? Absolutely. I, and and the, favorite, the best part of it is when you start the mowers at 6 a.m. and you get the phone call saying that, uh, there's a noise ordinance when there's not, so it's uh, yeah. You just can't you can't beat it at Thornplay. There's always something going on. Mm, yes, but it's yes. a beautiful layout. Tough, in my opinion, tough golf course. But mm. have you spent any time with Mr. Haas? I have. Uh, Mr. Haas and I have really became close this last year. Uh, really, as he's seen the course transition and, and he's seen some ideas, uh, we built a few tees uh, for him and and for the Corn Ferry and and also for our membership, and so. The All-Stars are really starting to enjoy the course because they feel like they can truly practice here and be prepared for a, an event or a Q school. Um, and I'd say Mr. Haas and I probably every quarter do a ride around. Good. And so uh, we just got done on, with one on December 6th and had a Greens Committee meeting about it just recently. So he's, uh, he's phenomenal. I mean, Bill, Jay, they're all classics. Yeah, top, top nice guys. Well, I mean, having – Having Jay over here has got to be awesome. I mean, and to have him happy, right, so he can walk out there and be proud to play his tees. Right? Absolutely. So, like, two I noticed, I came in that way, the little tee box on the left of the road. I never yep. saw that before. Is yeah. that? So so I want to say Randy and them built that back yeah. when the, when they did the bunkers in 17. Okay. Uh, but there's two massive oaks on the other side of the road that were just blocking it. And so toward everyone to play it, no one ever wanted to play it. And then uh, – the angry beaver came out, trees dropped, and now they're playing that hole. So, what are you doing with all the material? So, actually, glad you asked. We were taking a log splitter. We went ahead and bought a log splitter. Now that Say here, that. and uh, we're just going to start giving it to the membership and selling it off and, and mulching all the crap. Of, yeah, we're we're mulching it down, um, just hauling it out, and then we have local lumber that. Pine, they want pine, they want the oaks, they want, you know, the maple and whatnot we're actually using right here. Uh, you can see they've got the uh, pizza oven, so we're going to start taking some of the cherries and the maples and start separating that, and that way Chef and them can smoke uh, briskets and whatnot for the membership. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. When the departments come together to work in unison for the membership, <laughs> you know, that, that's the real winner. Oh. <laughs> uh, All right, so what other, what, what other grasses are on this? golf course other than the bent on the greens like what's supposed to be what's what's supposed to be there uh 419 bermuda grass uh we've definitely got some zoysia uh that's kind of been there's a little bit of zoysia from a little bit of different areas so uh the one that i've been really pushing for is is kind of that that new royal in, in some of the rough areas where it's shaded 
and then the A1, A4, and then obviously we had the cool season. And, you have any uh, luck with that Royal? Yeah, I, I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, what we've seen, I've put it in my yard. Uh, I've recommended it for some homeowners. It, it, has, it has the density, but it also, uh, the finer blades and whatnot, it, it's able to, mowers are able to kind of cut it a little bit easier and whatnot. So it, it's, been, it's been great. New Life and, and that team is, has been a big supporter of this place, and that's, that's kind of why I said Heinz 57, because I think if anyone knows Mills, he's always trying to push the next best thing, right? And so <laughs> he, before... Kyle said it, not us. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, as Mills says, we just had lunch with him not too long ago, it, and his goal, I think I'm going to be all Tahoma here in the next two years, so we'll see. Wall to wall Tahoma. There you go. I hear you, man. Nice. Uh, and then, and then um, going with some, some Tiff Eagle Greens, I'm sure you've had that sales pitch then. <laughs> I've had about every sales pitch. I think even Saeed's put, pitching that towards me. So it's, it would is you ever want to do it? I think there's, there's a, the part of the membership that would. Um, I think with anything, there's a give and take, right? I mean – We'd still need to cut more trees down if we really want Bermuda grass oh, yeah. out here. And then, you know, we're playing record rounds. I mean, it, it's this this year, 21, we were 33,000. year before that was 32, 29, 28. It's just continually increased. And so at some point, I think that conversation needs to be had if they want to continue to push rounds. But, you know, there, there's just – you can argue it, but I, I think in the spring and fall, there's just nothing better than bent, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah. And from everything that I've heard, they're pretty happy with the guy they brought in to keep it rolling. So, um, you know, conditions are nothing but phenomenal. And I think that when you have a club that, you know, we can just go ahead and throw the elephant out of the room that's had some challenges the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, from membership and, and staffing, et cetera, to a club that within, you know, 24 to 30 months of, of a challenge now has a waiting list again. It, it, I think that speaks volumes to you and Saeed. It, it does speak. It, well, and it really speaks volumes to the membership. I, I think. I think they were. They're ready for change. They're ready to, to take this place. And as you know, Rob Reeves would say, "Is who's our club president?" You know, we're hitting that maturity level where we're no longer an adolescent. So we really need to know who we are and where we're heading. And so, you know, with with that, we're we're building tees. We're starting to look at capital plans. We, we've got a membership that's strong enough now where we do have a waiting list and you know and then the club's just invested uh into new equipment for a lease so the the tide's turning where where we're no longer just kicking the can and and really focusing on improving this course and making sure it's going to last for years to come that's why you can give away the firewood instead of having to sell it (laughs) well we still may sell it but you know non-members right over here member rate over here delivered rate non-delivered rate i will definitely need some my wife would make me bring some home she knew but i mean when you came down here what what was your thought process i mean did you have any idea that you were going to have to go through some challenges or did you were you aware what the hell did i get into yeah um because your timing was pretty unfortunate right yeah it it was uh it was excellent timing for that i mean within two three weeks of of being here we were we were talking about payroll and we were talking about uh, don't talk to the just, media <laughs> all yeah, that the, the media coming in and then also you know I, I think everybody saw me on twitter i mean just flood after flood after flood yeah oh what this place it holds water just so. just a little bit i mean it, it's funny when you when you talk to mr haas or or tommy chu lever and they talk about how they used to just jump right over the creek and and now it's 10 foot deep and it, it's constantly flowing so 
Uh, yeah, it, it's seeing that, some that, of the pictures. Is that truly Mother Nature carving a deeper hole? It is. It is. I think I think the homes that have been built around the club and and how much this club is needed for the community, it, it's just extended and you know the the water just does not stop flowing. No, no, and the, the more that keeps going in above us here, I mean, gosh, I can't imagine the surface trouble. We so we we did an event here. We used to do the Tiger Golf Gathering, okay, the men's fundraiser for the Clemson golf team, the men's golf team at Clemson, gosh, before they had women's. And I think it was our third year. Were you here for that flood, Alan? So, like, Thursday we would play an 18-hole captain's choice. We'd do the auction that night. And then Friday we'd come back and we'd do the Tiger AM where a threesome would play with a former Tiger or somebody on the team or whatever, right? And this place took, I think it was six inches of rain overnight from when we finished Thursday to Friday morning. And it was like, had to cancel it. Like, uh, you couldn't do anything. Like, no. I think six holes or five holes were completely underwater at the time. Absolutely. I mean, it was crazy. And nobody, I mean, we'd never seen anything like it. But then, you know, I think it was the next day it was all gone. It, it's, it, it leaves the aftermath. But, I mean, literally, you, you can flood, and within four or five hours, it, it's receding. It's, but you're not getting any tires like they are over at Greenville Country Club, are you? <laughs> well, we've, we've had a few tires here and there. So, really? Yeah, we've... Uh, we we have a few members that will walk the course and whatnot, and they'll they'll let me know when there's a tire out there. Or, whoa, 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 what's going on with tires? Like in the creek, just oh, you, old tires that come yeah. from Michelin. You no. name it, trampolines, tires. I mean, huh. never have to buy a basketball or football. You will find it on the golf course once we flood. So yeah, it's not you. like it's kind of like when we went up to Caruso, right, right, and we saw the jet ski in the church parking lot without a trailer. Yeah, and I'd, <laughs> as, as we passed by, I was like, that's a weird spot for a jet ski. And I didn't realize it. That's just where it stopped. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? There was one over here in a tree on the way out, too. So let's talk BMW Pro-Am real quick. Absolutely. Um, what is that? The little thing they host. I think it's the only Pro-Am on the Corn Ferry Tour, is it not? I thought it was the BMW Charity Pro-Am at the Cliffs. Kidding. Kidding. Showing my age here. That's what it was when we were here 10 years ago. Right. But now you're the Thornblades host home facility, correct? We are. Yeah. Gosh, you have been for... 12, 13 years you've been the host? Well, I think it's been longer than that. I mean, it, it, as far as members can speak about it, it, it sounds like they've been here for, for a long time. I, yeah. know, I know other courses have switched over, but this Correct. has been the constant. Yeah. It's, this so, is where the hospitality on 18 is where it's at. Absolutely. Is that a good week for you or not a good week for you? You know, personally, I love it. I, I, it, it, I think that's what's always given me that tournament bug. I, I think Paul Latshaw told me one time we were talking about tournaments in the top 100, and he said, you either have the bug or you don't. And I have. And I think it, it's something that our team this last year fully experienced, and we you know, bought shirts and hats and brought in volunteers, and, and they, they saw a different level of what I was hoping to bring with the BMW. And uh, – it gives you an ability. It's one more opportunity for your team to showcase their capabilities and what they bring to the table. And then when it's on national TV, that just ups it up a little bit more. Right. I think people have to realize it's not just what you've done three, five, ten days before that. It's what you started doing when they left Sunday when the last putt went in the for the next year. The countdown's already started on our job board. We're, yeah. we're already 136 days away, and every day and every mistake we make, is going to showcase on that on national TV, and that that's one of the things that you can look at that as pressure and stress, or you can look at that as an opportunity to really showcase what your team's capable of. And, yeah. it, and it, it's a big recruiting tool for me as well to be able to bring uh, professionals in 
and, and let them learn under my tutelage and what I've learned under the tutelage of other folks. And You've already promoted a couple out of here, haven't you? We have, yeah. No, Chris, we, Chris, I think Chris Hussey, right? Yeah, and Chris, Chris, I, I'd you like to take claim, him. but he, well, we did. We we inherited uh, Chris, and then he was able to, to he was kind of in that process once I got in. So Chris is doing well. Um, you know, Chad Jones left here, and, and now is at Georgia Tech working on the on the fields over there. So nice. It, it's some way or another we're going to help people progress and that that's what this industry is about is helping helping each other right and helping your peers well that's a perfect way to transition into why we thought february 1st when everybody's listening to this would be a good opportunity to have you on to talk about what you and tony are doing absolutely so um tony nice (laughs) tony (laughs) oh sorry that was alan um we have a little history. Just no, he's, he, yeah, he, we worked together for four years. Apparently, there was one. Um, so, what you got going on with Tony? It's a yeah. How do you even know Tony? Did y'all work a tournament together? Did you go you to know, GIS before we get to Tony. I do want to ask you. Still, I've, this I've been waiting twenty minutes to jump in with this. <laughs> oh yeah, you still volunteer at other events, don't you? I do. Yeah, what, it's oh it, wait, can we come over here? Yeah, come on. You want to stay with me? I'll volunteer here, but I want to know where he goes to volunteer oh, his yeah, time. Yeah, I'm, East Lake, maybe. I've not been to East Lake. So okay. last year, uh, Ooh, I did something really dumb. I, I left here, and literally at 6 p.m., once the last ball dropped, I jumped in and had to go help Rich out with the U.S. Open. So uh, last year was U.S. Open at Torrey, okay. and then I also went to the Farmers uh, with, with him. I remember seeing it online somewhere, your social media, but I knew you went somewhere. Yeah, that's because you got a friend out there that you're going to help. Yeah, yeah and that's typically what – what I try to do, I mean, it, it's a reciprocal, right? So when we host this event, uh, Alex Dudeman, who's at uh, TPC with John Deere Classic, we're going to help him out this year. Uh, you know, Mr. Wood is always going to have an event. He Keith? Sits, yeah. Oh, Keith. I was getting ready to mention, I go help Keith out all the time. So <laughs> He needs but, me. <laughs> Hope you're listening, Keith. <laughs> but, you know, he it, said Mr. Wood. That's uh, awesome. Well, you have to be respectful. He's, no, no, I get it. So. He's old. Yeah. Calling Mr. Wood. <laughs> Just got thrown on the bus. Thanks. I hope you're listening, Keith. I really hope you are. So, but, you know, it, having volunteers that are not local and able to, to, once you have them there, and we do have one of these floods, if we're having the flood and six inches of rain, so is everybody else locally. And, and it puts everybody in a bad tie. So I prefer to, to ask for, for those folks who kind of know the system that I've grown through and also have them and once they're here they're, they're here right and so um it sounds like every time we had a tournament or, or have had a tournament there's some kind of a flood or heavy rain and last year was no no difference but having 14 other volunteers to be able to help rate bunkers and shovel and whatnot versus hey back home they got to do the same thing up the road it, Makes and sense. it also helps us experience greenville and, do you and, house those guys yeah we house them uh feed them get a shuttle Alan. Everything. We don't even have to stay at my house. I'm in. <laughs> so I'll stay at Chew's house. There you go. I'm, I'm sure Chew's only it's walkable. So I'll do want to let all the listeners know that the guy we're referencing, Tommy Lever, is a member here, great guy. But the reason they call him Chew is because he put so much tobacco in his mouth. It's like a baseball almost. I mean, sticking out of his left lip, right? <laughs> Correct. Yeah, but good guy. Yeah, love that man. So let's get back get back to Tony Nice and what y'all got going on. Gotcha. So how'd you meet Tony? No idea. I think okay. I think there was a post I did or or whatnot. 
on Twitter about... So we can blame Twitter? We can blame Twitter. I like it. Um, the machine strikes again. Where, where him and I were... I said something. He said, I need to get to know this guy. Or, I can't remember how the story went, but long story short, once once the Latshaw Network gets brought up, and we just connected. Because he was so, in that as well. Yes. Yeah. He's same age as you? A little younger. I think he's... I think he's a year older. He's worn his hat a lot tighter his whole life uh, then, because you got a full head up there. And my man's bald. struggling. I mean, bald. He's nicely shaven. Correct. <laughs> Sorry, that was terrible. So <laughs> dad joke for the day. <laughs> no, oh, oh, you want today's dad joke? I got it yesterday. You guys ready for that? Yeah. What's a pig on a leash? Pulled pork. <laughs> Sorry. There's your dad joke. You can take home to the boys, Alan. Okay, so just recently you met him or no, a couple years you've known each other and communicated? 2015 that we really started talking. So, so you've met then in person. Yeah, six years, met GIS or something Aaron, or whatever. Have, have met the kiddo, went and stayed with him, all that good stuff. We're, nice. we're damn near best friends. All right, so. Depends on what day it is. <laughs> in his mind or yours? <laughs> His. It is. I gotcha. That's why he can be so honest about him. I love it. Tony, not so nice. And Kyle Callahan. Um, so, y'all decided it was time to make a change? Yeah, you know. Is it a personal thing at first? You were going to do something and then it developed? Or tell us how it came to be. Tony and I have been talking for the last year. And, and you know, and it was keto. And we both lost 20 pounds. And then all of a sudden we get off of it. And, you know, life just gets in the way. I don't know any other way to say it with, with weight loss. But, you lose 20 and then you gain 15 back and you'll, you'll lose 10 and you gain 12 back and, and whatnot. Right. And so I walked out of the gym. I think it was December. It was right after Thanksgiving. And I was just like, I'm tired of it. I, I, I'm, I'm tired of this whole yo-yo thing. I'm, I'm tired of the yo-yo diets. And he just said, why don't we put our money where our mouth is? And I said, fire away. And so he said, let's put a hundred bucks in. Let's just try to get, 10 or 15 of our friends to, to hop on, we'll post it, make it, put a little skin in the game, and $1,500 will it'll get me driven. And so we posted it, and... Shit, 14 grand will get your attention well, now. It's $14,300, yeah. And so... Is it winner take all? Uh, winner's not going to take all. We broke it out into uh, different categories just to kind of keep everybody in, and we also built it in some groups, so there's some group accountability. I love it. And so... Long story short, breakdown, though, things like that to make it fair for people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There, there's you know. weight, weight loss, uh, greatest transformation. Uh, week four through eight, every week there's there's some skin, hundred dollars skin in the game, uh, twenty five hundred dollars for the winner of the group. So each group's going to get five hundred bucks off that, and and more likely, let's call it if if you're the top winner of the percent weight loss your group's probably in the top five. Yeah. And so we kind of made it where you can carry a team or, or whatnot or, or a whole team can potentially take first, second, third, or fourth if they want to. Sure. And uh, and that's kind of where it went. And and like I said, we, we hopped on Twitter and I was trying to get to 15 and we got to 22. And I was like, well, Tony, let's just try to get to 25 so it can be a good number. 25 went to 29. And it just, that trickle effect. And I think the last post I sent was, we were at 96, just looking for four more people, and it jumped to like 138. Yeah. Wow. Good for so, y'all, man. 143, is that where you're at, you think? 143 is the number. And that includes you? That includes me. And Tony. And Tony. Spouses? You don't have to answer. Uh, yeah, there are some in. spouses in there. Not gotcha. not our spouses. Not y'all's. But, but yeah, there's... Uh, 
there's some women of the turf that are in there. There's uh, there's some spouses of the turf, and, and the, I tell you, those are the ones that are probably going to take us all over. And there's there's a few spouses that I think have now joined it without officially joining it. That makes sense. Sure. Yeah. And you can really tell because those those folks that are doing it are genuinely leading it because the whole house is involved. Versus you know my struggle bus is why well, still making mac and cheese and and yeah. making pies. Chef's got to buy into. Yeah, I'm struggling. The home right? chef's got to buy into. So yeah, it's tough. It. My wife's. She's she's starting to see the transition. She's starting to see my attitude, and my mentality, and and whatnot change. So she's like yesterday. She busted her tail meal prepping for me. Yeah. What do you miss the most that you don't have anymore, or that you don't partake in? Sounded like so, mac and cheese to me. Well, <laughs> you know, a couple times. Honestly, I think that's. That's where this thing is morphed into, and and by the time this this podcast will be out here on February first, we're we're already gonna have another conversation that's going on about mental health, Correct. and and so the answer is nothing. I, I you asked me three weeks ago, I, I can list you, uh, <laughs> but right now I'm I'm mentally in a different spot. I'm seeing the pounds drop, whether it's half a pound a week or ten pounds last week or whatnot. We're that mentality and that that anger i mean it used to almost it's kind of like you know if you're an alcoholic for example i think there's a part of you it's like well how do i get away from alcohol well alcohol is never gonna not be somewhere right yeah but you have to you have to be okay with that being there and and right now i'm okay with seeing a, a pot pie or you know chips or whatnot and not craving it because i have a new goal and envision for myself to improve. All right, so where are you on buying the sausages prior to the oh, weight loss? Jesus. <laughs> and how do you, do you say it, Viana? He's from Oklahoma. Viana. I, I say neither. I, I can't stand it. <laughs> I don't choose to participate. I'm Angus. <laughs> oh, now, can you get that in a can? No. <laughs> With a little bit of funky juice in there no. that's it's been prepped. <laughs> so what's your, uh, what's your guilty pleasure now on this journey? As far as food, looks like one of these green shakes. No, you you know I think my guilty pleasure right now is is taking protein powder. Uh, I found I found for me at least first form has been my my to go. Uh, you throw a little, you throw about three quarters of a cup of Greek yogurt. You throw that protein, and, and I like the blueberry muffin, and it's like eating cake batter. I, I all like day the sound long. Sound of that. So so you can enjoy it. You you. Once you once you really get used to getting out of that sugar, oh yeah, it's amazing how your taste buds you can taste. A whole Same with bunch. salt. It is crap. So like it's funny to listen to your description of three weeks ago versus now and the yeah. choices etc. Like I had a health issue a couple of years ago. I think everybody's pretty aware of, but salt's no longer a part of my diet. So like I see it on the table, it doesn't even phase me anymore, and right. I don't even have a desire to put it on food. Whereas Five years ago, I mean, it would go on a piece of pizza. It would go on salad. I mean, it, it went on everything. Absolutely. And so it's good to see you guys noticing those things and picking up on them. Yeah. Because how do you say this without crossing a line? You're always engaged with yourself when it comes to weight, right? And so it sounds like first major one from outside looking in is that you're not doing this every day. Okay, the weigh-ins. Because that's the first thing you're going to do is beat yourself to death. Is, and then depending on what time of day, because 
I mean, let's be honest, even bowel movements can affect those things. So, you know, like why, why hide it or why try and fake it, you know, by doing this time, same with your blood pressure, right? Like it's not going to do you any good to check it when you wake up in the morning instead of four o'clock in the afternoon every day. So sounds like you guys are on a, on a good path there. Right. And so once you start fighting yourself, it comes outside of the food and now you got all these other things. And so when you and I talked the other day, right. And you're like, I'm going to give you my perspective perspective of what you're going through. So for the last couple of weeks, it's the holidays, right? Correct. <laughs> Throw COVID on there because the cases are twice as high as they've ever been in this state that you just moved to. Absolutely. So we're twice as bad off with people that are sick as just we were when we were masked and shut down. And you're going through this huge transformation yourself that you're attempting and committed to. You've got a family. So you're going through the holidays with family. You've got this job here that's going on. And now because of you and another person's desire to want to encourage others, right? And it was just because, hey, come on our journey with us. It sounded like basically. Pretty much. Fair enough. You now have 143 new friends. We do. And sets of expectations thrown on you. So everything that you normally have gone through the last five weeks now you have 142 other people that are expecting you to reply to their emails, post their numbers, check your stats, etc. And so as an executive, I deal in the administrative world way more than you guys do. So it's for me to see it, I'm like, holy cow, man, my man just added six, eight, 1200 emails a week, potentially to all these people or texts or direct messages or however they're coming in. And so now you've taken a weight loss challenge you've taken everything else that's going on in your life and you've added that on to it and because i'm assuming you're a bit of a perfectionist or type a guy you want everybody around you to be happy that's yep. come along this journey with you absolutely so they need their responses on time so that's created mental health challenges too right because yes. now you've got time management stuff and all this other stuff you can't even diet yourself right so is that's kind of what's brought this second conversation on a little bit you know, I think I think or is it- so. So you hit it on the head, and and part of it is when you really break it down, the physical side is a mental part, correct? Correct. And then as as we've talked and and as we talked amongst friends, what you hit on the head is this is a type A personality career, and we want everything perfect, but yet we are working in a non-perfect environment you know it just it we, we talked about the bent grass mother nature's always it, gonna win it's always gonna win but we take so much pride into making it perfect and then the way the golf courses have morphed nowadays into you know the pristine and everything and nothing's out of place and whatnot are we really reflecting how damn good it is and so you know when you two gentlemen come in here who have had so much more history than I have and I've only seen what I've seen and I all I see is the flaws it gives me a whole different perspective I mean when you said look out the window and and I'm just like boy we did do that right and 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 it's so funny because we just finished doing a 21 review with my greens committee and going through the pictures in the last year of what we have accomplished here oh I can't imagine I'm blown away and our team was blown away right and so Part, part of this, and I think that's where Tony and I went with it, was, you know, there's so many people that have pioneered the mental health. I mean, Paul McCormick, Dave Wilber. You, you just start naming all these different people. But 
I just felt like it was that time, especially with COVID, and, and it's COVID has rocked us. I mean, it has rocked this profession. I mean, you look at clubhouses. There's a lot of clubhouses that shut down. There was no other revenue other than us golf course superintendents pushing. And then you had staff that we lost staff members. I lost a staff member. Um, whether it was COVID or stroke, it's kind of debatable, right? And I think... And you don't mean like lost. You mean like they're no longer with us on earth. Lost. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And, and so you do that and then there's other, you know, there's courses here that you know i'm very fortunate we have a large staff i mean this this last summer we had 25 staff members here so we were able to get a lot done but if, if you only have a staff of five or six and they're on the elder age they were scared and and some didn't come to work so it was on the superintendent to spray and do all this and then on top of that there was always that great idea too of hey why don't you go ahead and airify early since we're closed or or why don't you knock this project and and then golf booms and there's more money. It's like, well, can we get this project done before the end of the year? That's a lot on, on, on these men and women. And then you can't even forget the sales reps, right? I mean, they're, they're selling products right now. I mean, poor STI and John Deere, you know, with Greenville Turf, they're, they're selling iron that they can't sell because it's not coming in. And, and so how did you like to live every night saying, I, I think I heard Bill Morton say 648s are 18 months out. So Maybe. Maybe. So how, how do you feel being that person that goes in there and said, hey, I'm asked for half a million dollars in capital equipment, but by the way, we can't get it until maybe next year. It, it, it's a stressful time. And, and I guess we didn't realize that until we really started talking about it. And then because of that type A personality, we want everything perfect. And when it doesn't go perfect, we just, we just kind of quit, right? And, and that's... That's where I, I needed that accountability. I was seeking that accountability from, from peers and having that where you felt like you were you were trying to help others. Well, let's add a little bit to that. Everything that you've just described that went on in the superintendent's world, right? Yeah. Those were their working hours. We didn't factor in the fact that their kids were at home. Correct. For how long of that? Spouses were at home, potentially. You know, I mean, we've entered into a whole new realm of living being thrust on us right and so now you've got all those job stresses and your home life's probably not the same as it was good bad or indifferent and so unfortunately we're seeing the ripple effects of a lot of that right now and i think that look i mean i'll admit it you know anger issues challenges with relationships whatever back in 2010 is when it was pretty much brought to my attention by enough others that i respected where it was time to go pay attention to it and so I, you know, still to this day, quarterly, I go and talk to somebody, you know, and it's probably been one of the best changes that I've made in my life. Um, and I'm not afraid to have these conversations with people like yourself or with others because, dude, you're a professional, right? That's why they hired you here. Saeed, he's a professional. Your cardiologist, he's a professional, right? All these people that we go and we see. Your, your dietitians that are recommending these meal plans for you, they're all these professionals. Well, there is a mental health profession out there that's as wide in a, a myriad of topics as anything else in the medical profession. And so it's okay to find those individuals and to go spend time and to allow a professional to help you. Because I don't care as a superintendent if you're the best problem solver in the world, you're going to run into the same wall I did. You can't solve all your own problems. You just can't. So, anyhow, I, I think it's wonderful 
that if nothing else, you guys bring attention to it and people understand that it's okay. And if somebody from that phone call goes to the Google machine and looks up a local doctor and makes an appointment and realizes because one of y'all said something that stood out to them, whether, oh, my insurance will cover this or you mean it'll make my fuse a little bit shorter so I won't snap as often. I mean, all those little tidbits that'll come out in these conversations, it'll resound with somebody. It, and I think you hit it on the head. I mean, that that's that's the goal, right? It's by no means am I somewhat a professional that can help, but I will tell anyone that wants to hear, it's okay to seek help. And I think that's the funniest thing is when you talk to some folks, it, one, there, there used to be a point and not too long ago where we felt like when you sought help, you, you were you were showing weakness. Mm-hmm. It's not showing weakness. It's actually showing strength. When, when you can bring a consultant in or have an agronomist come in and verify your work, iron sharpens iron. That's the one thing I love about my general manager, Saeed, being a turf person. You know, some people are like, are, are, how's that going to feel? Is that where you, I'm, I love it. I, I'm, I'm driven. I'm wired for that top 100 mentality. I want to take this club to the next level. And he's been there. And so being able to take him on the ride and, and iron sharpen iron and him ask questions and, and stay relevant in the industry because he, he does care and he tries to do as many as he can, that's fun for me. Yeah. And, and so I think it actually shows more strength when you ask for help than it does asking or not asking for help. Yeah, and, and I think that the key is to find a professional because it's one thing for us to sit here at a table and think that we can talk back and forth about our problems right friends like you and tony may right you can open up about anything and man this is doing good and this is doing good but are you going to leave your friendship with that tip or that tool or whatever that thing is that's going to make you better most likely not you know you're going to feel better for a few minutes but the problem's still going to persist and so i think that's you know again whatever whatever challenge it is because when the mental side you can't just say oh it's this or it's that right it's anger, it's depression, it's it's all these keywords that all have different effects on us and how we are as people. Um, and I think that for me, the biggest one was, you know, to hear someone important to you in your life say, how come you're nicer to other people than you are to me, right? right. It, it strikes a chord and you're like, well, I got to take a hard look at that, you know? Like that shouldn't be like that at all. Did I say that? No, thank okay. God. I'd have probably <laughs> said thank goodness, but <laughs> no, you know, and so... um I think that, you know, with 10, 15 years of history of personal dabblings with this and seeking help, like I say, I'm one of the reasons I'm not afraid to say it right now, you know, on this show or anywhere that anybody that ever asked me is that, yeah, and, and here's my guy, here's who I go see, you know, and I'd recommend it. And to get to that guy, it took three others, you know, it was a path, you know, and for some people there's medication, but it's okay. Again, a lot of that's covered with insurance. It's why would you think that for a mental illness or a mental challenge or something to do with mindfulness or something that's not keeping you from being happy, whatever that word is, that if it's your heart or if it's your leg or if it's a blood clot, you know that you can take a pill and it's going to fix it. Why are people so opposed to that when it comes to the mental side? You know, and that that's funny because you say that because that, that's one of the conversations that you know, I've just had amongst others and, and within the group and with Tony is, 
we are fixers and, and we're, we'll, we're willing to fix everything else but ourselves. And, and so one of the big things that we've been talking about with our team is one 365. If you spend one hour a day on yourself, 365, that's 15.2 days in a year. That's not asking for a lot. And, and if you can do that for 10 years, that's 152 days. Put that in perspective. That gives you extra 10 years of your life, whether that's health, mindfulness, religion, whatever that may be. I think you've deserved that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and that's one of the things that someone said to me not too long ago is Thornblade didn't hire me because of my work ethic and ability to carry a shovel and rake a bunker with my team. They hired me for my mind. And, and that's, that's what I had to put in perspective. But if my mind's not clear, I'm not doing my job and I'm not taking care of my team. And yeah. so you have to take a little bit of time for yourself to make sure that you're mentally there for your team and your family and your friends. So I had a superintendent tell me one time, he quoted his wife and she said, superintendents are the dumbest people I've ever met. I'm like, well, damn, dude, what was she talking about? She's like, well, because she said that when it comes to our greens, we know everything that goes into that soil, every ounce, every measurement of everything that goes on 365 days a year to make sure that it can stay alive and breathing, but yet you don't pay attention to one-tenth of the crap that goes into your body facts and i was like wow that's kind of resounding you know when it's you know it's okay to oh well i'm gonna do this like you say or it's just a bite of this or it's just a it's just a little bit of salt well you you run the numbers like you just did with giving yourself one hour a day with just a little bit of salt one time a day and that's 10 years worth you could lose on the back end absolutely that's amazing so tomorrow night is when it's scheduled It'll be obviously timed off now, but the point is you and Tony are going to lead with Paul McCormick, So some others, a mental health conversation? Well, Paul McCormick's going to come on uh, in a couple nights with just the weight loss challenge group. Okay. Um, but we're, we're going to pull him eventually in. He doesn't know it yet, so Paul, welcome if you don't know him <laughs> yet. Uh, but I got a surprise one, I'll drop for him too in a second. One, the one coming up tomorrow is going to be Pat Sisk. Okay. Uh, Tom Kaplan, myself, Mark Sim, and then uh, oh, that's right. Brian Lawrence going to kick in, and we're just we're just going to talk. I mean, we're we're not giving advice. We're going to make sure there's a disclaimer that it we're not professionals. We're professionals at growing grass, yeah. but we're at least just going to share stories, and it's a lot like what we just talked about. I mean, there's a lot of pressure, and you know, when you're making six figures and whatnot, you know, if, if I make a mistake tomorrow on this golf course. And this is some of the reasons I I don't go home and I work as much as I do. I feel like if I make that mistake, it could be my job, right? And that pressure and carrying it all makes you feel like you have to be there 24-7. Well, then all you're doing is hindering your your team from helping make decisions as well. And it's, and it's not that way. But the facts are, if I lose my job tomorrow, who's paying my bills? Who's taking care of the mortgage? You know, it, it's not that hard for an assistant or a spray tech or an hourly staff to go find a new job tomorrow or even a wait staff. But when you're at this level, there, there's that sense of insecurity and concern that if something goes wrong, especially with me, with me on Bitgrass. I mean, you're not going to see me. I, I, I'll try to do as much as I can on mental health, but July, August, I will be here. I, I just, I need that. I need that security in myself to know that I visually saw it with my own eyes and, and you know eyes don't lie but 
that that's kind of where we're going to go. And, and, and exactly what you said, these type A personalities, we're putting so much time into the grass and whatnot, but you hit it on the head. And, and that's, we're just going to start talking. And if folks fall for or not fall for it, but if folks enjoy it and, and whatnot, then, you know, Pat Jones already replied and said, hey, you want to talk about alcoholism? I'm in. I'll, I'll do another episode just on that. And and I'm sure this is just going to steamroll. And that's, I think, the goal. I, I mean, I'm not looking for a podcast. I'm not looking for anything other than just helping my friends. And if we help one person, it's a win, right? If we save one life, it's a it's a win. So a couple of years ago, Alan and I had the opportunity to work with a couple professional mental health docs down in Charleston and do a podcast. So all I would say is that um, since we have a disclaimer on the beginning of this too, that these are all just our opinions and thoughts right. and everything. Um, if you guys would want to do a follow-up and you feel there's value in it, I think that, you know, that it's worth hearing. And if it's something that you would want to record and have a couple guys come on, I think we could facilitate that. So if you guys find all value right. in that as you move through it, what do you think, Alan? I think that's a great idea. Yeah. So, but we do need to kind of wrap this one up. Are we going long? A little bit long. Can we do a part two? Yeah, I think that's what you just kind of described. So, uh, there's a couple things I want to know. What's in the cup? Sorry. Yeah, what is in that cup? Uh, is peanut that the, butter protein shake. Okay. So, that's not the blueberry muffin no, that's thing. that's not the blueberry. That, that's, for, that's my late night snack. Oh, okay. What do you do for breakfast? Uh, breakfast is a protein bar. So, I'm trying to do six fuelings every three hours and about 100 calories, and then I do... Uh, kind of like a lean and green so do about five to seven ounces of protein depending on what the fat content is and throw some greens in there fueling that's such a key your yeah. body just needs fuel it doesn't need food people need to understand that that's the Correct. big difference what was the first car you drove Ooh, 1980 chevy silverado okay the 454 silver whoa 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 what yeah, yeah. <sighs> that was a beast oh yeah Lots of trouble. Yeah. Did you have any accidents? Uh, one. Major? Nothing. Too no, bad. Nothing major. Did you get any tickets for driving in the bike lane? Uh, I've, I've, <laughs> that would be me. One of, one of my tickets was a 90 and a 25. Uh, did you go to jail on that one? I was threatened. Because that happened in Hartsville, the junior golf tournament. kid was doing 85 and a 25, and I think he got taken downtown yeah i i actually passed someone in the neighborhood at that time racing so it was not good man 15 or you were actually 16 at that point uh, 16 16 17 but you don't do that kind of stuff anymore yeah it's it's, it's one of the reasons I'll, I'll never go for president or anything like that it's just <laughs> there, there's too many packs past pictures in history for me on jay this so, is an indian guy that i knew my freshman year and he said You'll never run for office. He's like, one of us in here will take the 50 bucks and sell you out. <laughs> I was like, God dang. <laughs> so I, I do think I saw you at the Carolinas conference and show, didn't I? You did. Were you teaching class, taking class? Taking class. Which, which one did you take this year? Oh, you had to ask. I think I uh, did the Bermuda class class. Okay. Uh, and then we did uh, Tyler Bloom. Yeah. He said, I got bent. I took the Bermuda class. <laughs> hey, you have to be prepared, right? In case so, they ask me any questions this fall, I'm going to be ready. Diversification. That's my, that's my goal. So. And I guess the last thing we really need to plug is rounds for research. Oh, yeah. Can we count on 28 donations from you guys? 28. Just one. Yeah, one well, force would be okay. One, one force maybe. I think we can hook you up. 
Okay. Cool. I think Saeed would give to the calls. Uh, he no, has I, been, actually. You could probably squeeze in for four or six, but for me, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to minimize rounds, so one will work. He's like, and I'm going to start right here where I can control it. Rounds for research. Y'all ask me, you're going to get one. No, this one's always sold well. Um, yeah. The upstate, man, these private clubs do really well with that auction. And I think it's, you know, just people can't get on them. And yeah. now, like you're saying, I mean, with your playing 33,000 rounds, I got to imagine there's a few members out here who probably wanted to bring some people who probably didn't have time. Yeah, it's – we're working on that, and I think it's helping with, with minimizing some shotguns and, and some other – uh, old habits that we had that's opened the course up. But, you know, like Mr. Haas said, I mean, it, it's difficult when, you know, the tee sheet opens up six days in advance at 7 a.m. and at 7.01, it's already booked to 3 p.m. So uh, we're working through that. And, you know, it's just part of having a, a great club and a great track where uh, conditions I, I feel are where they need to be to to be at a higher, higher end. I'll give you one last plug for the club, too, is the family environment here. It's you awesome. guys have nailed it. I mean, from the junior programs that have been going on for over a decade, you know, the kids' member guest, I think it was the first one I ever saw, yeah. like a junior member guest here where they got to bring a friend to play in a tournament. Phenomenal. And then you look at the pictures on the wall. Like, I just used to remember seeing champions and stuff, and we walked in that. It's three years old now, but to me it's yeah. a new dining room, and it's all kids' pictures. It is. It's kids playing tennis and I think, you know, Saeed's always told us, you know, do you want to be a family-friendly club or do you want to be family-tolerant? And, and that's the one special thing about Thornblade is it is a family-friendly club. Yeah. No, I think I think between the two of y'all, it's it's completely different feeling. And, I mean, that's coming into a locked building, you know. So I can't imagine what it'd be like on an open day out here and this place just wide, crazy, nonstop. Anything else you want to add that we've forgotten? No, I just I appreciate everybody, and, and I think – exactly what you said it's okay to ask for help it's okay to seek seek help um you know I, i'd almost guarantee every insurance has somewhere where you can get free counseling sessions or free weight loss or, or whatever you're going financial um I, i'm not the one to call to to give advice or help because i don't want to give the wrong advice but but trust me if if your club has insurance there's probably somewhere a loophole where you can get a, a few free sessions for sure Without a doubt. And there's also probably something in there for the medication, too. Yeah. Are we done? We are. Kyle, thank you very much, my man. No, I mean, I thought the machinery broke. No, no. <laughs> the headphones are on their last leg. We need duct tape, man? No, we're I good. got some of that in the We're truck. good. Kyle, really, thank you. Oh, oh, oh and goodbye. <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll wrap this up with the part two once you and Tim get that worked out. There yes. we go. Or we could do it from the BMW. Let's do it. Yeah, what do you think you would put Tim and I on if we do volunteer for the BMW? I hope it's divots. Tim, Tim's probably going to be on a hose, and then I think we can uh, I do figure divots. out something for you. I'll take divots in a heartbeat. Thank you for listening to Pullin' Weeds, brought to you by Simplot. Please follow us on Twitter at Pullin' underscore Weeds Podcast. Keep up with all your association news and events at carolinasgcsa.org.